Hello and welcome back to A3 Nunas, episode 4. This week in this episode, Amy, Allie, and Amber are going to battle it out and reveal their top 10 K-pop song choices for the first half of 2021. We're also going to talk about our rookie groups and some of our favorite songs that came out for the first half of 2021. So please stay tuned for episode 4. Oh, and by the way, if you like what you're listening to, please give us a thumbs up if you're listening to this on YouTube and subscribe and follow us on YouTube and all our social media accounts, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, and follow us at A3Nunas. And when you listen to this on a podcast platform like Spotify, please follow us, all right? So stay tuned for A3Nunas Episode 4, where fangirling comes to life. Hello and welcome back to A3 Nunas, to our K-pop podcast. And I'm one of your hosts. I am Allison, a.k.a. Allie. And along with me, we have Amber, a.k.a. K-pop Yoda. Say hello. Hello, everybody. And then we have our girl, Amy, who literally not only loves BTS butter, but she literally loves to eat butter. Say hello. Hi, and I don't love to eat butter, but I have no problem with eating a sliver of butter, (laughs) like some people. (laughs) Okay, we'll we'll stick with that story. (laughs) So today's episode, we're just going to focus straight on K-pop music. We are already halfway through the year 2021, and we decided to do our top 10 K-pop countdown of the top 10 K-pop songs of 2021. So we all sat up here and made a list and it took us a little while to do it, but we got it done. And it wasn't easy to do this list because there were so many good songs that came out. So there might be some repeats on here, but we will all explain our choices, all right? All the songs that we include here today's podcast are on from January 1st of this year, 2021, to today, which is the date of recording, which is June 5th. All right, so without further delay, let's get to it. So before we get started, we're going to explain how this goes. We are each going to go around and say the song that we pick for each rank or number. And then we're going to discuss the songs. We had divided the top 10 into three different sections. We're going to do the first one is 10 through 7, 6 through 3 is the next, and then 1 through 2. Like I said, some of the songs may be duplicate. And if you are watching or watching slash listening to this podcast on YouTube, we will leave all the links below to all the songs we talk about so you can go and look at them. And if you're listening to this on Spotify or other podcast platforms, um, visit our Twitter at A3Nunas and we will try to do our best to put in the different videos or links to the songs that we talked about. Also the link to the YouTube and so you can get to the songs and listen to them. 
Okay. And if you go to our other social media, A3 Nunes on Instagram, we'll try our best to get all those songs and links up there. We might not be able to post a song because you know copyright on like Instagram, like the actual song, but we might be able to post steals, pictures, and a link to the YouTube so you can go get to it. All right. So anybody has anything else you want to include before we get started into our top 10 songs for the first half? Of 2021 K-pop songs. I'm ready to go. I guess it's not. We're good. All right. So we're going to begin right now. Before we begin again, if you have not already subscribed, like, or follow us, please do. And I also want to welcome everybody who came back to join us after our first two podcasts. Again, we may be a hot mess, but we won't get through this. And we do appreciate you guys sticking with us. And if you're new here, please go back and check out our first two podcasts. Could the first one introduce us and you get to know how we got into K-pop and know each other. And also the second one, we discuss BTS Butter and Mnet's the reality program called Kingdom. All right. So here we go. We are going to start with number 10 through 7. And so our first person who's going to start is going to be lovely Amy. Hit it, Amy. Woohoo! Okay, so I guess I should preface it that I don't think I'll have too many crossovers with those two because they're, they're much more eclectic than I am. But I will start with number 10 on my top 10 of the first half of 2021 is YYY by Icon. And the reason I chose that song is because I fell in love with Icon like a summer, like two summers ago. And I loved, um, I loved like the love scenario error and I loved Killing Me. And those two songs were like my jam. And then after I found them and fell in love with them, their next couple comebacks were like really not my jam. So I was like kind of losing faith in Icon, but they came back with YYY. And I absolutely love that song. It's just, it's the type of song that you want to get in your car and put down the top if you had a top to put down and drive on a spring, beautiful spring morning where it's not too cold and it's not too hot and it's just absolutely gorgeous and you just drive. And that's the type of song that that is for me. So I love that song. And then I think I'm supposed to pick a number nine after that. <laughs> so my number nine is Fireworks by ATs. And that song is just a bop on every level. Um, the, and of course, a lot of my tastes in my K-pop music go with the visuals that I get from the MVs and the choreography. And their little feet are, I'm surprised there's not smoke on the floor because they are moving like fire through the whole video. And um, basically just, I love the way that it starts off kind of quiet and then it kind of builds and builds and it just hits a lot of different peaks and a lot of different spots within the song. And so that's why I just, I love it because it's a jam and you know, ATs, they always have a hook and it just sticks in your head. So that's why I love that song. And, you know, whether or not Sans, Sans abs have anything to do with it, but I love that song. And then my number eight pick would be What Kind of X by Jesse. And that one I love because it's just, I was really late to the Jesse party for sure. 
And my first introduction to her was when she was on Dawn's Diddy Diddy Don Don. And then she dropped this track and I absolutely loved it from like the opening, like the opening line. You know, I'm a different type of beast or different kind of beast. I just love it. And you got the guitars and just the beat. And it's like a K-pop song with a little rock edge to it. And she's just the bomb. And I absolutely love her. And it's a K-pop song that you can bang your head to. I mean, how many of those are out there? <laughs> so that's what I just really love about that song. And am I supposed to do one more? I go to seven, right? Okay. And my number seven pick was, um, granted, this is not a new song for 2021, but I'd never heard it before. And um, TXD did this song. They covered the song Sriracha. And... Um, Granted, it's not theirs, but they did it during their Dream Week, which was in February, which I guess is an event that celebrates their anniversary. And it's a total bop. I mean, it's it's infectious. You can't not help but sing along. And um, I, they did a short video for it, but only long enough so they could like throw it up on TikTok. And I wish they had like the whole thing for an MV because it would be too much fun because the dance was way cute. But it's a total bop. So... Um, and I should give Martine or someone like that as the original person who did the song. And it's his song. But I think um, TXT is what made the song for me. And that is my 10 through 7. All right. So Amy's number 10 is YYY by Icon. Number 9 is Fireworks by ATs. Number 8 is What Kind of X by Jesse. And number seven is TXT cover song of Sriracha. All right, so we're going to head over to Amber, a.k.a. K-Pop Yoda, and she's going to sit up there and give us her top ten. I'm sorry, her ten through seven. Hit it, Amber. All right, all right, all right, all right. Here we go. So I think my number ten song changed about five times. Um, I worked on this all week and I just kept rotating groups. Um, I hated leaving out groups I love like MCND and ONF and Golden Child and ATs because I love them all, but I just couldn't fit everything into a top 10. So my number 10 song is Pentagon's Do or Not, which uh, came out in March 15th, 2021. It's uh, It had to make my list. I'm a sucker for Pentagon, um, after they had their big hit Daisy, it was one of those things where I wanted to see like a more familiar side of them and they really delivered with this song. Um, Do or Not was on Pentagon's 11th mini album, Love or Take, and was written and produced by Hui and Wusuk alongside Nathan, who frequently uh, writes K-pop songs with them and other K-pop artists. I really miss Hui and Jinho, um, who are both in the military right now, but he does lend his vocals on the track. And the other vocalist, Shinwan, Yoan, and Yanin, really stepped up to prove that they have stellar vocals in their own right. Um, so that is my number 10 pick. Number nine is a song that is on IU's newest album. It's called Troll, and it features uh, soloist Dean. I used fifth album was called Lilac and it was certified platinum by the Korean Music Content Association, the KMCA, 
for selling over 250,000 copies. Troll is a song about exes lost in a circle, a boring spinning troll as the lyrics go. The sweet voice of IU is paired with the sexy laid back vocals of Dean. It's a perfect pair up and a great song. Number eight on my list is What I Said by Victon, which came out in January of 2021. Now this song was almost a 2020 hit, but because of COVID, Victon actually had to postpone their uh, comeback to January. So what I said ended up being their title track. I love every, every, everything about this song. Song was killer vocal and then Hansei's rap flow. They're all brilliant. And I love how the, each member's lines play off each other so well. Um, and it's a Latin inspired hit. If you haven't had a chance to listen to it, I'm, we're going to have the link up for it. It's such a bop. Um, the next song was my number seven, and this is a song that is not only a collaboration, but it was originally uh, a song that was already out. This is my guilty pleasure song. It's called Wrap Me in Plastic, My Momoland and Chromance. Now, the song was originally a viral hit by producer Chromance and was super popular on TikTok. Chromance wanted to build on the worldwide success of his song, and so he wanted to get into South Korea and work with somebody there. Now, coincidentally, Momoland also, like, noticed the song and actually reached out to Chromance, and that is what ended up happening, and the video was so fun and bubbly. Um, the song is, it's one of those things that it, it looks very, very shiny and really, really pretty in the video but the song is actually kind of dark so um check it out it's really cool it's one of my favorite uh favorite tracks it's mostly in english even though the momoland version does have a little bit of korean in it so that is my other uh that's my number seven and i'm gonna like send it over to ally and ally's gonna give us her 10 through 7. yay thank you amber and yes, I love Wrap Me in Plastic. I think it's the cutest thing. Um, okay, so my number 10 through 7 are a little bit different from you guys. So number 10 is not an idol who I picked. It is Sung Shi Kyun. And he just came back with a song called I Love You. And it came out on May 21st, 2021. Like I said, he's not an idol, but he's a really amazing ballad singer been out for I think almost 20 years now um, about and a lot of his fans been waiting for this album this is his eighth Korean album his last Korean album came out in 2011 so nobody really heard any really music from him except for he did um, soundtracks original soundtracks he did a couple collabs with IU but what he's mostly known for is being an MC on different variety shows and he does a lot of variety shows and so people watch him through the TV and they've been really wanting him to come back and he did and what he did with this comeback I love you was he stuck with the trend of what's out there with idols and stuff and he even sat there and danced in his video he's not a dancer at all the song is very smooth light and chill with a hint of old-school R&B 
Um, the song was very beautiful. The colors were beautiful. You know, I had a nice pop of blues and pinks. So he was understanding that in order to still stay relevant, even though he has a solid fan base, he needs to update his look and everything. So I love this song. It's a really nice song for the spring and summer. Number nine is Epic Highs featuring C.L. and Seiko, I guess you pronounce the name, Rosario. This one came out the very beginning of the year of January 18th, 2021. And just let you guys know, I love this song because it has my queen C.L. in it. And the video is just amazing. Also, I love how this song is epic high all the way, old school rap with current vibes. The flow and the music was smooth. It seemed like a song that is gangster, but without being too heavy. This song to me is a song that if you're about to go out to the club and you want to represent yourself, you roll up and this is a theme song that will be playing to your entrance into the club like Entourage. I've always loved Epic High. And this shows that, you know, just because they may not be a mainstream pop idol group or anything, that they're still in this music industry and they can still put out music and collab with younger um, musicians, aka idols, if you want to stay, and still make a hit. Number eight is Chunga Flying on Faith. This came out on her recent album, which I think was called Kinsey. It was a quinceanera, something. It's a Spanish yeah. term. Quinceanera. I had to look that up. something like that. And see what that says. But this is a B song. This is not a song that came out as a single or a debut track. And I love this song. One reason is because it is in all English. Also, the words of this song is perfect. It is, I love the, um, um, one verse that says no matter what you say you got me flying on faith and it has a little hint of the 80s and the 90s in the song and it's a real simple song it doesn't go overboard it doesn't overproduce this stuff it is a real simple song that sits up there and the words just gives you this nice little meaning and everything and I hope or what I see with Chunga is that she will be a powerhouse diva that will probably be one of Korean's ledges in music, the way she's going. My number seven is similar to Amy's number 10. It is Icon YYY. And as I said and with Icon before and previous podcasts, I'm like, my, my, my. Icon uh, has been disappointing to me, just like Amy said, over the past couple albums. It all, it seems like ever since B.I. left or right before he left, their albums didn't do as well to me. I thought they were not very good. And also another disappointment is Icon was mainly promoting Japan. They didn't promote in Korea that much or outside of Korea worldwide. And it was just like, meh, you know. But then all of a sudden they came back with this song called Why, Why, Why. And it put tears in my eyes. It really moved me because this was a song that says we are Icon. Because the thing about it is, I was very worried about Icon when B.I. left to see if they could survive. If they could survive in this game. Even though, you know, they have all these massive hits and then you also have Bobby going off doing his solo thing and everything. But I wasn't sure if they could continue to survive because based on the last um, couple of songs and albums, 
that came out after B.I. But with the song, it seems like they're doing good and they got their mojo back. And also with Kingdom and then being on Kingdom, I think it sort of gave them a new look for themselves. They could still be um, icon and they could show the world that they still have it. And they also showed us that they were just amazing on Kingdom and everything like that. But I love this song, Why, Why, Why. I'm glad they went back to the original sound. I'm glad they stuck to who they were and not trying anything new. So that is my number 10 through 7. So what do you guys think? Um, well, that, that album's called Cadencia. Thank you. <laughs> I, I just looked it up. My daughter owns it, too. Can you and, um, say it again? Cadencia? It's, it's almost... Yeah. Yeah, it's okay. almost like quinceanera, but it's shorter. But I guess yeah, because I, I read know, about the album. She said it. But she's not. No, it's it's supposed to mean something like. Oh God, I gotta look something? it up. I should have wrote it down. But it's quinceanera. No. It's Q U E N. Let me quinceanera. It it might mean to love. It means something about change. That means change? Oh, okay. Maybe. Hold on. I have to double check because I read it today. And let's see. Which is a meta. Okay, this is what it means. It is a metaphysical concept in Spanish referring to a place where one can be one true self. So. Okay. That's what it means. And her album had four themes. Noble, Savage, Unknown, and Pleasures. And this album came, uh, contains 21 songs. So, yeah. Cool. So, what do you think about number 10 through 7, Amber? Amber? Um, I really do also enjoy the Icon song. It's one of those songs that uh, did sort of like give a little bit of a boost for them because that song Dive just wasn't it for me. Um, and I was just really hoping that they were going to do no. something a little better. Uh, and with Why Why Why, they absolutely did. I do also enjoy Okay, so um, I also really love the Epic High song. Um, I agree with you, Seal is definitely the queen. And she, um, it was just really nice to see her doing something with a former um, YG alum with Epic High. And um, looking at, let me go back to, oh, so What Kind of X? That's one of those songs I really wanted to put on my list. Um, I wish we could have like had 11, 12, or 13 songs because that would have made it. Um, and I feel really bad that I don't have ATs. I do love fireworks a lot, but um, it, it's one of those things where it isn't as it's like it's a really hype hit, but then part of me isn't always like super cool with some of the just some of the vocals. I don't know, it, it's good. I just, for some reason, it didn't make my ten, top 10 this time, but I do really love it. So I don't know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that was my thoughts on everything. I was, I, uh, I teetered back and forth on uh, Pentagon because I absolutely love 
every time these boys come out back, I just love it. And do or do not, I have it in Korean and English version because it's good in both. It's such a sweet song, and it reminds me of um, what was the song just before Dawn left? That was their huge shine. Shine. Dawn. It reminded me of Shine, kind of like. The boy has the crush on the girl. He's like, listen, either you want it or you don't, yeah. but you're killing me. You got to give me a sign somewhere. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> well, you guys going to not like me. I did not like that Pentagon song, Do or Not. I like Daisy, but I did not like the Pentagon, the Do or Not. Didn't like That's it. Okay. So, That's okay. That's okay. Because Pentagon's a hit and miss of me. Uh. Daisy was awesome. And then the doctor song, whatever that song was. Oh, Dr. Bebe. Yeah, that was great. Oh, Dr. such Baby. a good song. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All righty. We're going to take a 15-second break, and then we'll be right back. Um, just remember, if you like what you hear so far, please subscribe. And if you're watching this on YouTube, please like and hit that notification bell so you know when we upload videos or a podcast. All right. And like I said, we upload podcasts every Thursday so you get that notification to know when we uh, upload. All right. We'll be right back in 15 seconds. our top 10 we're going to go over um and share our top three rookie girl groups from the that actually debuted in the first half of 2021 um there's not a ton of groups that have come out so far this year but the ones that have we really do uh, do like them a lot i'm gonna start with my top pick for this year so far and that's try b and they were formerly known as Lion Girls and also Triangle. And I guess those were like maybe some pre-debut names. Um, they're a seven-member girl group under TR Entertainment and Mellow Entertainment in Korea and Republic Records in the U.S. They were formerly under Lionheart Entertainment and co-managed by Universal Music. They debuted in February on February 17th, 2021 with the single album Da Loca. They debuted with the song Doom Doom Da, and their first comeback was Rubadum, which is my favorite of their two songs that I know. Um, they have a really cute look with a fierce sound, and I think they're really, really good. 
Um, their combination of tri, an abbreviation for triangle, which is a symbol of perfection, and B, which means existence, which has the meaning of perfect existence. So you can check them out. You can check out their videos. If you want to check out their profiles, you can go to kprofiles.com, which is where I got my info. Um, And then my number two girl group for the rookies this year is the group Pixie. And they're a six-member girl group under a lot. All Art Entertainment, and managed by Happy Tribe Entertainment. The group consists of six members, Ella, Lola, Sotbul, Dia, Sua, and Dajong. They debuted on February 20, uh, 21st, 2021 with the song Wings. They have a darker image um, than some of the new groups. You know, a lot of times girl groups kind of have a cutesy image when they debut, but they're like a darker, almost kind of like a dream catcher type of group. Um, And one of their members, Ella, she was actually a former member of the group Cherry Bullet. So that's my second pick. And my third pick is WJSN The Black, and they are actually a subunit of WJSN, and they're the second official subunit of the group. Um, they debuted, I think it was on May 12th of this year with the, the single album, My Attitude. Um, their song, I believe it's called Easy, and it just came out really, really recently. Uh, and I said May 12th, and I don't know if that was right or not, but I think it was right. Um, mm-hmm. I, I do like WJSN. They're not one of my favorite, favorite groups, but I do know them. Um, and I do appreciate their subunits. I like WJSN Choco Me a lot more than this uh, subunit. But those are my three picks. Allie, what about you? All right. Um, my three picks, the first one is Purple Kiss, which I discussed in our previous podcast. And Purple Kiss debuted this year in March 15th, 2021. And there's seven members. And what got me hooked wasn't their song Ponza, was can we talk again i just love the song i just love their vocals so i went back and listened to ponza and i was like oh my gosh okay this is the group for me um they remind me visually of a combination between Dreamcatcher and g idol but vocally they're connected with me similar to red velvet and i just like them i can't wait to see what else they do the other group number two is majors and they debuted on March 19th, 2021. There are six members in this group. Now, the first song that I heard from them was called Spit It Out, and I didn't like it. I despised it. I was like, this group sucks. I don't want to deal with them. It just seemed like they were trying too hard in that video, and they're trying too hard to be like other girl groups. All right? And the song fell flat. But then Rain On Me came around. And I was like, okay, this sounds much better than Spit It Out. It was all right, better. And then the song that got me into them was Dance, Dancing in the Starlight, which came out on April 15th of this year. I enjoyed the music, the dance, the beat. Um, the song seemed more of their flavor, not a hodgepodge of the Trinity girl groups put into one song. So as Amber say, if you go to K-pop, oh, I'm sorry. If you go to kprofiles.com, you can find their profile and all the information about them and the other groups we talk about today. And the last one is very similar to Amber, WJSN, The Black, a.k.a. Cosmic Girls. There are four members from the group that's in this little subgroup. There's a total of 13 members in WJSN or Cosmic Girls. 
I'm not a fan of Cosmic Girls or WJSN at all. They're a little too sugary sweet. But this subgroup, WJSN the Black, is my speed. Um, as Amber said in her, uh, her pick, the song Easy was great. And it was literally, like, sounds really easy. Um, it seemed like the music is very clean, very fresh, not overproduced. Um, they look more as a grown idol group, not a like sugar girl cheerleader group in this um, subgroup. And the song Easy reminds me a little bit of the last era of FX or, um, yeah, it reminds me of FX, their last era before they disbanded or, you know, and everything like that. But I loved Easy and everything. It was great. So I'm looking to see what these three girl groups do because like i said i'm not a big girl group person but so far these three girl groups got me watching them all right amy what are your three so if you all think that allison's not a big girl group person um i looked at the girl groups now i would have picked aspa but that was last you know, season. So that doesn't count. So I didn't uh, really like any of the girl groups the first half of this year. So I went to my daughter, who is a major girl group stan and boy group stan, and her top three picks were Pixie and Purple Kiss and WJSN The Black. So pretty much she's right on par with these ladies. So that's all I have to say about that. Because again, just not a girl group stan. <laughs> Where do we go next? Oh, so I want to talk really quick about the group Majors. I don't know if you realize it. So Majors used to be um, a bunch of those members in that group were actually in the group ANS that disbanded. Um, so they were a girl group and they had that that song like that Speak Up, Speak Up ANS song. I don't know if you remember it or not, but they, um, they really only kind of had maybe one big song. And then they disbanded in August of 20, um, I guess it was August of 2020. And so then they rebranded as majors and re-debuted. Okay. It's similar to what G Dreamcatcher did. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Almost the exact same thing that they did. I, I didn't know about their other group, but so far... The two songs, Rain On Me and Dancing in the Starlight, are great. And a lot of it is because Dancing in the Starlight has a little bit of the EDM feel. It was just great. I actually like them. So I hope they do very well. All righty. So that is our top three rookie girl groups of the first half of 2021. Not sure if any of you guys out there is listening, listen to these groups. And if you do, comment um, on our Instagram, on our Twitter, or on the YouTube, and let us know what the if you listen to any of these girls groups, or if you're not a girl group stand and everything like that. So right now we're about to head back into our top ten songs, the first half of 2021 countdown. We had number six, five, four, and three. So we're gonna say number two and one for last. So we're gonna start again with Miss Amy. And we're going to hear what her number six through three songs are.
Alrighty then. Okay, so for number six, um, I picked Spider by Hoshi, or Hoshi Spider. I don't know which way I should say it, but um, I've mentioned this song probably in the first podcast we did. Um, I absolutely love the track. I love the way the xylophone comes in in the beginning, and it's a simple song, and then the rest of the the instruments come in, and it just fills out um, from the intro, and it just keeps building. Um, I love the way his voice is like soft and wispy and yet sexy all at the same time and like the same bars. And then he opens up with the chorus and it's the powerful vocals and the way it just drops back and strips back down again. It just it just takes you to the heights and back down again. It's just just a great track. So that is my love of that child and his voice and his dancing. So again, new 17 bias. And then we have number five, and this one kept going back and forth. My number five was Kang Danielle's Digital This Morning, but then the more I listened to all my Kang Danielle songs, Outer Space, which is his newer track, and it was released as a single after his album. Um, I, I still cannot believe, I mean, he was in Wanna One, so I should not have been sleeping on this boy, but I have been. And um, first noticed him from Anecdote. And I didn't know he was in Wanna One until like Amber told me. <laughs> and uh, so um, I just, everything about him, I love, again, the way the songs build. And I love, you know, when he dropped this album and released this track, it was just, I just, just everything about it. Um, and when he sings in English, it's like flawless. Like sometimes you hear a Korean artist sing English and you know you're listening to a Korean artist singing English, but I'm not sure why, but his pronunciation is perfect. I love the way his voice is clean and clear, yet raspy with all the goodness, and it's just a bop. And I mean, one of the things about all the songs that I love, I have at least a 30-40 minute commute both directions to my job every day, five miserable days a week. And the thing that keeps me going is K-pop on the way to work and on the way home. So most of my picks are always going to be a bop in some way, shape or form, because who wants to be, you know, listening to a sad ballad on the way to work when they don't want to go anyway. But then my um, number four pick is Drunken Days by Inhypen. Um, the song didn't sound like anything really when it hit for me, like anything that was on the rate, like on the K-pop scene at the time. And I was grateful that I didn't have to choose between this song or a Give and Taken because I loved that track too. But luckily it was in 2020, so I didn't have to pick. And I just love the way it grabs you from the second it starts with a, you know, it's just, it's just like a dance track. I guess it's got the EDM thing going for it. And um, I I think the track, it, there is a little more auto-tuning than I think it needed um, we all saw Island. We all know these boys can sing. They don't really need the autotune, but I guess the producers thought, hey, let's throw it in because it makes it sound cooler or whatever. But I'm really looking forward to to what they do with these guys next because I think, you know, it's really promising for them to have too many albums. And I like them both because that's rare. And then number three, and I kind of felt guilty that he wasn't higher on the list. I you know, but... The man, the myth, Taman with advice. I said it before, I'll say it again. This man is so talented. Um, every comeback, he's stronger and stronger. 
the classical piano throughout the whole song is just like a, a different level. And it's so quick paced in the beginning and he's singing really quick and he almost doesn't even sound like him. And it was just such a departure from what like I've heard from Taman before. And I just absolutely love it. And the chorus, just everything. And, you know, maybe we'll never get the keys to his lock, but damn it, we're all going to tr- die trying to get to that boy because he is amazing. And I cannot wait until he gets out of the military and goes on tour. And I don't care where that child is. Well, hopefully it's in the States. I will go to him because you have to see him in your life. And I was blessed to see him once, but I, I could do a whole Taman show and be perfectly happy. And Amber. I'm throwing it over to you. All right. So it's time for my number six through three. So number six for me is Feel Like by Woods. And I felt all the sexy vibes from solo artist Woods in this comeback track. I love the incorporation of the guitar riffs all throughout the song. And seeing Sungyun dance on the guitar in the music video was almost too much for my heart to handle. Um, he's definitely a favorite of mine. You guys might remember him um, on Produce X101 as a member of X1. He actually made it into the group, the short-lived X1. And even further back, it, as a member of the group Unique, um, I don't know if you guys remember th- that group or not. They were the one that did EO, EO, EO. Um, they were really, really good. Yibo, that's a Chinese um, uh, actor in singer he he was also in that group um so check out sung yoon or woods and feel like so number five is i'm not cool by hyuna i'm not cool was written by hyuna sai and his and her um, boyfriend edon <laughs> edon he doesn't go by edon anymore um dawn the song peaked at number nine on the gawan digital music chart making it uh, Hyuna's first top 10 entry since her 2016 song, How's This? Hyuna is a queen and unapologetically herself. I love this song, her quirkiness, and her relationship to Dawn. The title track, for instance, is a perfect example of per- her personality. Hyuna said about the song, When I perform on stage, I get a lot of support from many people. So I have to appear perfect and cool on stage, but my attitude was not cool. Since trying to be cool was not cool, I decided to go with I'm not cool for the title track. So she's a quirky girl. We love her. And she just turned 30. So happy birthday, Hyanna. Um, Loved your pictures with Dawn. Looked like you guys were getting married. Just to, <laughs> just to put it out there. But it was really awesome. And I'm happy to see her so happy. My number four song is probably the newest one on my list. And that is the the zero by X or zero times X equals love song. I know I love you by tomorrow. by together featuring the solo artist, sorry, this is my favorite song out right now. And it's been on repeat. The whole album's been on repeat for me. Um, this song is really going to possibly be like TXT's biggest anthem. Um, at least to date, there's thundering percussion in the song, a chanting refrain leading into a killer chorus. Uh, Taeyong's uh, raspy rock vocals are like a perfect combo with Bumgyu's sweet, breathy parts. And when Hyun and Kai belts out the chorus, it's just, it's almost too much. I just love it so much. Uh, not only do I dig my favorite two rappers, Subin and Yeonjun, 
I love that they're that they do this um, this just wonderful vocal melodic part in the bridge of the song. It's just amazing. TXT constantly surprises me by bringing new, fresh concepts. And this song just, it, it's just a rock anthem. I love it so much. My number three choice, um, just like Amy, is Advice by Taman. Um, our baby cheese, he put out this third EP um, right before going off into the military on May 31st. It was so sad to see him go. I'm going to cry. Um, he, he's just, he's just an impeccable artist. He's so talented. Um, the song itself is an R&B song that employs piano flourishes and a choir arrangement over trap beats. And I'm a sucker for trap beats. Um, the song is just incredible. The message behind it just really resonates with me a lot. Um, so Taman basically is warning judgmental people to like back off. <laughs> and so I feel like it, it really focuses, he's really it's like targeting the, like the faceless netizens that hide behind their keyboards and say nasty, damaging things to K-pop idols. It, he sings in the chorus, the more you try to trap me, I'll go off the rails. So take a good look. If you want to see the end, push my buttons it's for you one advice best take my own advice it really makes me think a bit of um that it may be like a bit of a response to jung hyun's song on his last album poet artist the song was called wapple or hashtag which criticizes netizens for starting rumors or making hate comments now jung hyun had named the song waffle uh, because a hashtag looks like a waffle so the korean word waffle also is means like saying lots of useless stuff and it sounds similar to akpul which means malicious comment so i feel like a lot of times what the the boys in shiny have done is since junghyun's passing they they've sort of like played off of some of the the things that he said in his last um last album so i feel like they've sort of responded to things that really concerned him that concerned him and concerned them as well um it, it's a it's a powerful song it's not just a bop and it's not just one of those things that you you listen to and think oh that's that's a nice song it's a pretty song it really means a lot um and it really it, it's sort of almost kind of i look at it as a nice compliment to the song um don't call me because yeah the song is about love but it's also if you think about how much netizens just drive idols crazy calling them all the time if you look at you'll look at the some of the other boys in the sm like uh Bakyun from exo and they just and say sehun from exo they just call them all the time and it's just ridiculous how much it happens so um i just kind of look at all these songs as sort of like saying hey look <laughs> we're people too we want our privacy don't treat us badly because we see what happens when when netizens go off the rails and treat idols to the point where they they do harm themselves um it's sad it's very sad so those are my i know i like went on a deep <laughs> deep dive but but that's my six through three Allie. what's what's yours all right um mine i did not put Taman on any of these because I knew you guys would talk about them. So that's why I said I'm going to move room for some other groups. 
So that's the only reason why I did not put Taman on there because I do agree Taman advice is one of the best things out there since sliced bread. So, and thank you, Amber, for all those things about Waffle and Opule. Is that how I pronounce it? That was one of the best things. I did not even know all that information. That's why she's K-pop Yoda. <laughs> all right, number six for me is Weekly's After School. It came out March 17th, 2021. And I didn't like this group at all. I was like, no, 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 none of the girl group. I can't. But when this song came out, I loved it. It was very sweet and cheerful. I can dance to this. I can jam out. Um, and I love the chorus. It's, it's just bomb. It reminds me of the early days with Red Velvet and why I fell in love with Red Velvet. So I'm going to look out for Weekly. But yes, Weekly After School. I love this song. It's the cutest little song in the world. And number five, um, I have this song on here. Amber has it on hers. The TX0X1 equals love song. I was just floored with this song. I am so surprised at these guys because one thing I'm going to sit there and say, I was a little bit worried about TXT because how much um, time they're putting into Unhyphen because when I first saw TXT, I didn't jump on the bandwagon at first. I really wasn't into them. I was like, okay, it's almost like they're making like a cute little innocent um, boy group. That's like um, brothers to BTS. That's what it seemed. They didn't want to go as hard. And I'm like, nah, I know that's been done a lot, but maybe they'll do it different. The only really song that I liked from their, when their first albums came out was Cat and Dog. I loved that. I thought it was the cutest little thing. <laughs> but then all of a sudden, some of the things like, yeah. But then their album with nine and a three quarters, whatever that album is called, if you guys know. Um, Wait, I'll know in a second. That. What is it? I'll know in a second. I'm opening up my iTunes right now. (laughs) (laughs) Good old iTunes. Good old iTunes. You keep talking. I'll tell you in a minute. All right. So that album made me a fan. But then they came back with this. I was like, thank you, Hive, and be uh, a Hive. Sorry, not be live, but Hive. That somehow they did not sit here and let TXT go. Cause it seemed like they were sitting up here and focusing so much on in hyphen. And then they came out with this, this song. I heard the album is great. I haven't listened to the album just yet, but I heard it's amazing. And what I love about them with this is that they let the world know, yes, they're the younger brothers of BTS, but they're not just basic idols. The whole sound, the little hit of indie EDM vibe. The video is perfect. I can go on and on. Yes, I know they're number five. They probably should have been pushed up a little further, but I wanted to include them in this. Amy Salison. So, Amber, do you know, um, I'm sorry, Amy, do you know yes. what the album it was? It is the Dream Chapter Magic. That was the one that had yes. nine and three quarters, and I love that one, and too. That, that made me a fan. So, number four is 80s and i knew someone was going to put did somebody put i am the one on theirs but i decided to put a b track called take me home this one is from this came out march 1st 2021 it's from their album zero fever part two and what i love is that it also has a english version and a korean version this song is one of the best songs i heard off of the album besides the um the single that they put out, um, I Am The One, because it it 
showcase their vocals, their musicality. It has a weekend feel to it. And the 80s are strong in this song. So even if people who are not K-pop fans, I believe they will love this song. They will listen to it and not realize it's a K-pop song. All right. And I'm not going to say this last part because <laughs> you guys haven't watched Kingdom. And I didn't know. And I was like, eh, I should have took it out. I didn't know until later. My bad. So I'm not going to say this part. But anyway, and the sax, uh, um, saxophone in this song was Perfect ending to the song. So number four for me is Take Me Home by ATs. And number three is Shiny Don't Call Me. Now, when I first heard this song, I knew it had the SM sound to it. But I wasn't like, is this really shiny? It sounds like something that NCT would do or something like that. But then when I kept listening to it, I heard that shiny sound. It was in there. And I loved it. And what it seems to me, what Shiny was trying to do was trying to um, keep up with the younger generations, the third and the fourth generation, by trying something new. And the beat, the build up to the chorus, the video, all of them just in there, especially the piano, was just perfect. And you could tell Shiny was back with this song. And also, I love that they were able to put out a song together before Taman went to the military. It was a little gem, and Taman also gave us advice and the album advice and everything. And it is a little sad and heartbreaking because I did not expect Taman to just drop into the military that quick. I'm like, hey, Shiny, you guys all back. And all of a sudden, poof. I know. You know within a few months. <laughs> I'm going to the military. I'm like, how do you do this? You cannot come out there with this song, Don't Call Me, the piano part. And then the song with advice. Oh, did you say something, Amy? Because I didn't have my headphones on. Oh, no, I, I agree. Went into the military like real quick. So it's like, Shiny's back. No, they're not. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe he was telling the military, don't call me. Don't call me. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Maybe that's what they were doing because I was so mad. I'm like, how do you come back and then just gone? But I, I'm glad we were able to get the album that we got. I'm glad that we were able to get Shiny with all of the members. And I think they did very well. So, what do you guys think? I think most of us are on the same page with six through uh, three. Yeah, pretty much. Sorry, my nose is just a little. <laughs> yeah, I really love that "Take Me Home" song. I actually have that as one of my my songs for 2021 that I, I have put on my Spotify. I, I think they have a they have an English version of yeah, that I, song too. Don't I have the English yeah. version mm-hmm. on my iTunes, and I was looking for it, and I accidentally clicked and started to play "I'm the One." So I don't know if y'all <laughs> heard that. I shut uh-uh. it up really quick, so I don't know. And, and I like I'm Not Cool by Huna. That that was my jam when it came out. I was like, yeah, Huna's back. She's telling everybody. I think she's doing amazing being with um, Size Label. She needed yeah. that transition. She is flourishing. She has a happy relation with Dawn. Like, she has the world. Yep. And feel like, damn. Oh my god. That song is sexy. That is like sex on a plate. <laughs> he knows how to do that. Like it, it's he's always like that, but it, it, man, there's just something about that song. Like that whole video just 
just it's and over I haven't even seen the video. Oh, have you not? Oh my god. No. I fell in love with it just on Spotify. I'm sitting like Yeah, take take a minute when you get a chance and watch that video. Oh my god. (laughs) See, people think these Asian men are not men. I'm sorry. They know what they're doing. And I think they have took Something that used to be in Western music, especially during the 70s, like David Bowie, Michael mm-hmm. Jackson, Prince, that ooze, that sexiness and everything. Yeah. And they have done it with perfection. It reminds me of like with the 90s um, R&B bands, those songs they came out and the moves and stuff, because they didn't need to look pretty. You could be butt ugly, sing the hell out of the song, and just do some sexy moves. Girls be like, yes, yes. <laughs> oh, God. Sorry. It's so true, though. You're, you're right. Yeah, it, it's, uh, it's amazing to see how, how visually um, just way heads and tails above anything that America's doing right now. Um, mm-hmm. Korea's just got it going on. <laughs> I totally agree with you. All righty. We're going to take a 15-second break. If you like what you hear, please subscribe and like us please. and follow us at A3Nunas on Twitter and Instagram. All right. We'll be right back with our top two. All right. In a 15-second break. our top two songs of our top 10 songs for the first half of 2021 we're going to share with you our top three rookie boy groups that debuted in the first half of 2021 we couldn't leave out our boy groups because we talk about the girls we got to talk about the boys so amber k-pop yoda is going to sit there and introduce us to her three um top rookie boy groups go ahead amber all right, so I'm going to start with who I love kind of the best right now, and it's this new group called Blitzers. They were previously known as the Wuzo Circle, um, so it's a boy group that's under Wuzo Entertainment, and Blitzers represents, with music and dance moves, charging towards the world in a blitz. So take that for however you will. The group consists of seven members, Goyu, Juhan, Jinhua, Sha, I think it is, Xia, um, Chris, Lutan, and Wuju. 
Um, they debuted on May 12th, so they are really, really new. With, um, I believe the album was called Check In, Blitzer's first EP album. Their leader, Jinwa, was actually a contestant on Produce X 101, and he plays 74th. I think he was like in the first round of elimination, so we didn't get to see a lot of him. Um, their debut song, Breathe Again, reminds me a whole lot of BAP, which you guys know me. I love BAP. They're like my one of my top, top, top favorite groups of all time. Um, so it makes me love Blitzers like a whole lot more. The song goes hard. It's got balancing vocals and rap with hot guitar riffs. Hot guitar riffs seem to be the thing for us for 2021. I'm noticing um, the song's exciting and it's fresh and I can't wait to hear more from them. So make sure you check out Blitzers. Uh, Breathe again. So my next pick is Mire. So Mire or Mire Sonyan is formerly um, like DSP, uh, DSPN or DSP Warriors. They had several kind of na- like I guess names for pre debut. So they're under DSP Media, and that's a pretty big company in Korea. They consist of seven members: Lee Junhyuk, Son Dongpyo, I think this is Kyle, uh, Park Shiyong, Lian. Jong Yubin and Yu Do Hyun, I believe is how you pronounce it. Mire officially debuted on March 17th, 2021, with their first EP, Killa. So Jong Hyuk and Dong Pyo were on Produce X 101, and Dong Pyo actually made it into X1, and he was like adorable on Produce X 101. I don't know if you guys watched the show, um, but it like, I think he was like the first center for for um like the first performance like the pick me song um and he he was just fantastic he's so fun um and so kyle i believe is his name um was on the show under 19 in the rap team and the other member she young was an um and went on on under 19 as well but in the performance team so there were a couple couple different shows going on there their debut killa is fantastic uh, i like what they said on the biaslist.com uh it says this track definitely combines the swaggering intensity that's required of boy groups these days with a funkier instrumental that feels like a spiritual successor to NCT Superhuman. So if you like Superhuman, you'll probably like this song. Um, They also worked with the famous South Korean songwriter and producer Ryan Jun. And if you know anything about him, he's a huge hit maker. Uh, I went back and like, it went back to like 2010. He's done some of the biggest hits, but just this year, he has done What I Said by Victon, My Turn by Cravity, Kick Back by Wavy, Dun Dun Dance by Oh My Girl, and Easy by Wuju Sonio the Black. So th- all those songs were like really kicking and we all loved all those songs this year. And he also worked on Taman's Advice album as a producer on the song Strings, which is happens to be like my daughter's favorite song on that album. Um, so this Ryan guy is he's a hit maker, like going all the way back. So I can say if you, if you like a lot of these songs, maybe go check out the list of everything that he's done. Um, 
But the fact that they're working for him, that's it, working with him, that's a really good thing. My third group is T1419, and they're a South Korean slash Japanese boy group under MLD. So MLD is the same company that I believe has Momoland. Um, they consist of nine members, Noah, Xian, Kevin, Gunu, Leo, On, Zero, Kairi, and Kyo. So Leo, Kyo, and Kairi are the Japanese members, and the rest of them are Korean. Um, they did a pre-debut single called Dracula in October of 2020. So they had, had a little taste of pre-debut before before this year. And so they debuted on January 11th with their first single album, Before Sunrise Part 1. And they remind me a lot of... Um, Early BTS slash um, Top Dog, which was a group that came out around about the same time that BTS did. Um, they had a great day pre-debut song, like I said, of Dracula. And then when they debuted, they did Asura Bata. And I probably just butchered the name of that because I can sing it, but I can't really say it. Um, and then they followed up with their first comeback, which was called Exit, which that's the one I think that sounds a lot more like old school BTS. Um, so yeah, that, that they're another really cool group. They don't, they're not, I, I, when I was looking up more info about them, I couldn't really find anything where they'd been on any other shows. So they're like super new to the whole K-pop scene. Um, but I like, I like their vibe a lot. What do you think, Allie? What's your top picks? All right. Well, I have a couple, well, one similar, which I'll say at the end. Mm -hmm. um, Cypher um, They debuted on March 15th 2021 There's seven members And I'm not even going to try with the names Because <laughs> I probably will butcher them um, They Like I said I'm still not up to date On all the rookie groups Especially even groups that debuted back last year But this one caught my eye Main reason is because they're with Rain, but their song I Love You mm -hmm. is nothing like what other fourth generations are putting out. Um, it has like a, a Zico vibe, you know, with the rap type rap summary raps that he does and everything. Like, whatever, what was that song that he did with the dance? Did it, did it, did it. I can't see. Oh, um, the, the any, um, any song, any song, yeah, yeah. It reminds me of that vibe, you know? Um, I also like how they kept their song, um, I Like You, simple. It has the cool R&B with it. So I think that with them and Rain, I think they're going to be pretty successful. Because, like I said, they are doing something that's a little bit different from most fourth generation groups. Because most fourth generation are very hard-hitting. They're very edgy. They come out like dark. But then it's like, no, we're just going to be light and we're going to have fun and we're going to rap for you and everything. And it seems like they took a, um, a note from their mentor or the owner of their company, Rain. So I like them. Now, the next group is called Kingdom. Whew, they talk about hard, heavy hitting. <laughs> for they sure. have a whole concept that I actually just start learning more about today. There's seven members and everything from this group. And they made a good impression with their song Excalibur. The video is a masterpiece. It's like they came out full force with everything that they needed 
to make sure people know these boys are kings. And I also found out that um, the concept for them is that each member is representing a different king in history. So each of these members have a certain concept. Like one is the king of the clouds. One is the king of the calm. So they put a concept together, which I don't think I have seen throughout YouTube of actually members coming out wearing like night gear. Like they look like they're back in those medieval days looking like nice. They're K-pop knights. I don't think we had that concept. So whoever thought about this, genius and everything like that. So like I said, there's seven boys and I love the first song. I think the video was great. I don't know if they had anything else. I couldn't really find anything else with them. But also, it's pretty clever to name your group Kingdom. So when people start looking for Mnet Kingdom, they may pop up in the search. So That's what I thought, too. Yeah. yeah. Some of us stupid people thought they were related, but... <laughs> yes, that's how I found them. <laughs> so it was pretty smart with that. So people are going to be able to find them a little bit and start listening to them. So I hope they do well, because I think their concept is so cool. And I really hope that they'll be able to keep that concept going throughout their time, you know. So the last group is same as Amber's, T1419. And pretty much, like I said, I'm not going to go too much into this because Amber said a lot of the stuff that I was thinking. Like I said, there's nine members. But their first song, I really liked. Before the Sunrise, I loved it. I love the dirty EDM in it. Um, I was like, okay, this group is good. It seems like they're going to be a little hard hitting. And I think their name came from because they met at the age of four, between 14 and 19 or something like that. I think so. so yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. So I believe that's what their name means and everything, which I think is pretty cool. But then when the song Exit came out, it's like, oh, this is BTS, old school BTS, even from the classroom to the jerseys with their names on it. The rapping in the song was great, but the chorus and the hook didn't sell me. And it seemed I'm a little confused because when they came up with the song um, Before Sunrise, that whole song, the one, what was it called? Um, Asura Balta ba 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 or something like that. <laughs> what would you say? Uh, uh, Asura Balta. Asura Balta, yes. <laughs> It doesn't mix, it doesn't sound the same with Exit. So I don't know right. what they're trying to go for. I don't know if they're trying to be straight hip hop and everything, or do they want to be like, you know, the well-rounded fourth generation boy groups that has the rap in it with the underbeat of EDM, trap music, whatever. So they're a little confusing to me. I'm still going to hold out and see what they do because like I said, I love their first song. I'm a sucker for EDM. Dirty EDM, the dirtier, the better. The grungier, the better. I love it. But they confused me when they came with the song Exit. So I hope they figure out their identity soon, <laughs> sooner than later. So maybe they're just trying different things to figure out where they fit in. So I'm going to hand it over to Amy, who <laughs> doesn't have much. Who, who but... was not impressed with the first half of 2021. <laughs> With the boy groups or the girl groups. But um, I did like Marai, Marae, whatever. Um, I did like Killa. So I did like the one song. Um, did they have more than the one song? I'm not sure. 
I don't think so um, yet. So that's basically, but I mean, not even notable enough to be able to pronounce the name. And, uh, <laughs> and like, I, you know, it's not, I'm just, I don't know, maybe I'm just in a rut, but I mean, I thought 2020 had a lot better groups come yeah. out. Um, so maybe the last half of 2021 is going to be where the rest of them are hiding because um, hopefully there's more to 2021 than what I've heard so far. But, you know, yeah, I, I actually kind of agree with you on that <laughs> because I mean, the the groups have been the new rookie groups have been okay, but nothing that's just like jumped out of me like oh my god this is the next best thing since sliced bread. I do think that Kingdom, the one good thing I can say about them is the international fans really liked them. I noticed everybody when they were doing their their first promotion, everybody was going nuts about them, and I know the 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 whole night concept and them having names like night like kings and knights from the past like louis and all like all the other names i can't i can't remember all their names now but i do remember louis and arthur like arthur so like the whole like excalibur knights of the round table kind of feel it it really like resonated with a lot of the international fans i don't i don't know if um the Korean fans, I don't know how they they took it, but man, the international fans were eating that up big time. So yeah, I, it's a, that's actually a really good pick. Yeah, I think I agree with you guys. I don't think that 2021 has plopped out the best rookie groups right now. And I think what it is is that so many people are trying to turn out these groups, which has always been the case, but it seems like maybe because of COVID, Maybe it delayed a lot of things and, you know, with funds and money and stuff like that. Because if you're a new group, you don't have any merchandise. You don't can't sell an online concert really good. You can't have something to back you up. So they put all this money into these groups and probably wanted them to come out maybe in 2020 or was planning in 2021. And now you got to figure out how to do this without that fan base because you can't have people come to a fan meet. You can't have you know, the first little meet and greets or whatever they do when they um, do their debut. Right, the little the little street shows or the get-togethers. Yeah. Decided to wait to debut more groups as the year's going on and, you know, come out a little stronger. I'm surprised that a lot of groups came out in 2020, but I think, again, because they already had a lot of things going on in 2019 and they just shifted right. themselves into 2020 easy. And it just seems like 2021 been a little bit of a mess with these groups. So I don't know what's going on. I don't know if they're just trying to do cookie cutter because, like I said, with T1419, it seems like they're trying to find their own. Um, also, with um, like the girl groups we talked about, um, majors was like that. It seemed like they're trying to find their own in the beginning. So we'll see what the end. We still got six more months in 2021 so we'll see i will say like one thing what one thing i was gonna say really quickly on that um is one thing i heard that may play into the the second half of the year is the olympics mm -hmm. coming up so if the olympics happen like they're planning on it happening from what i understood there's gonna there 
so all this rush to have all these new songs come out in the early half of the year is because they don't want to have anything fall into that a period when the Olympics is going to be on. So we're going to have a lull mm-hmm. in K-pop um, for a couple weeks until the Olympics are over. So I can't remember when that comes, like the end of July, I want to say. Um, so we're going to have a little bit of a lull in the second half. And then I think it's going to pick up heavy in September and October, especially October seems to be the year or the the month that everything comes out, but right before the year end award. So I think, I think the second half of the year is going to be way better. I hope at least. I agree. All righty. So we just finished with our top three rookie boy groups. And so now, drum roll, please, ladies and gentlemen, we're about to go through and share with you our number two and one pick of the top from our top 10 list of K-pop songs from the first half of 2021. So we're going to go and throw it back to our little Miss Amy, the one who doesn't really like girl groups. <laughs> it didn't really like none of the boy groups hit for her this time. But I know she has some two great top picks, her number two and number one. All right, Amy, take it away. Okay, so um, my number two has already been mentioned twice by my little co-hosts here. Um, Love Song by Tomorrow Together. Absolutely love this track. Um, It grabbed me from the first note. Um, I can't even describe, like, when TXT, same as Allison said, when they first came out, they already basically had a built-in fan base. Because, I mean, they're the little brothers to BTS, right? So, I mean, you're all, you're going to watch just to see, you know, what did Big Hit throw out now? You know, they took their time with this group. They put them together. And just every comeback is strong. And, like, I don't think I've ever like they're my ringtone the dance break for blue hour is the ringtone on my phone and this title track is so good and I'm just like I've never loved just a group where I have the song that I still love and then they come out with another one and I, I just love this the song the title track the album and I'm just have it on a continuous loop and I'm pretty sure my family will be sick of it soon and um and number one because I am big hit now hype complete trash it would have to be my number one i i debated i had to admit i debated on this being my number one song because it's not the best song of theirs of all time no way in hell is it the best song they've ever done um but it was released in 2021 and the sentimental connection i have to my seven gods from korea so butter bts butter is number one and i knew it would fall on the list somewhere but you know, I didn't know where. And as I listen to my top songs, just they will always be my number one. They could read the damn phone book for me and they're still probably going to beat everybody else I hear because my attachment to these boys, men, that should call them men because it makes me seem less creepy. But <laughs> so Butter, BTS Butter is my number one. I'm hoping it'll hit here. I still haven't heard it on the damn radio. Maybe it's because I live in the South and this is where people come to die, but haven't heard it yet. <laughs> so let's just see if it catches up with the world. Because I, if I hear one more tired song that I've been hearing for 10 years on the radio, with all the good new stuff, I it fails me why nobody will play new stuff down here. 
And that is my number two and number one, because I am basically big hit trash. <laughs> so so let's take it to you, Amber. <laughs> oh, my number two song is Drunk Days by N. Hypen. This song, kind of like what um, was said earlier, this song was such a surprising sound to me. Um, I think that's why I liked it so much. Um, music industry magazine NME called the Border Carnival album a disorientating but delectable party. And I feel like that's like a really fitting description of the song itself. There's lots of theories about the MV, and I love that alongside with the in-hyped members, the music video also features cameos by K and EJ, who are former Island contestants and future members of the Hive Label's uh, Japanese boy group. There have been so many theories about their appearance, but one of the most popular are the the two boys are werewolves, and I, I think that's probably right because um, Hypen has done the the vampire theme, so I think it's going to be like a rivalry vampire versus werewolf, which is really fun. And so if you're like a like a old school Twilight fan like me, I like I love the whole vampire uh, concept in this. I think it's really cute. Oh, not cute, but I think it's really fun. Um, they're so cute because they're so young. Um, so I love I love them. And drunk days is just it 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 is a, like a drunken dazed party. Um, it, it's such a cool cool sound. So I really have been super surprised by them. And their whole out al- that whole new album is really good. So give it a shot if you haven't listened to it. Uh, And my number one, you guys will not be surprised by this, but my number one um, song for the first half of 2020 is Don't Call Me by Shiny. So this is the first comeback that they had in two and a half years uh, following Onu, Minnow, and Ki going into their military service. I was very emotional to see them all back together. I had like many nights where I just like cried with tears of joy because um, they were back, like, back in 2017, after they lost Junkyun. Um, fans of, of Shiny really, really had a, a, an awful time. I mean, I still have moments where it's really hard for me. Um, they, they came out with Story of Light, the three EP set, like, that next year, um, which was just, just a beautiful, beautiful set of albums. Um, so after that, when the when the three the three guys went into the military, all we had was Taman. Taman was just fine. Um, mm-hmm. He he got by and he held us all together Amen, for sister. the next yeah the next like twenty one months. And so finally, you know, back in I think it was October November, uh, Minnow finally got back from being in the military. So they were all reunited and then they announced they were going to have a new album. So on February 22nd, don't call me came out. Um, the song itself is hip hop based dance song. They talked like a lot about how they, it was such hard choreography and it was a little hard to get them back into the, the swing of things. It took like, you know, a couple months of being back just to kind of get back at his dancing shoes. Um, so, but it was something that they really wanted to do. Um, the the founder of SM, Lee Suman, um, he really loved this song, and he actually had had this song set to be a boa a, a boa track on her album. 
uh, but they ended up switching it over and, and having Shiny do the song. It was written by Kinsey, and Kinsey has done a lot of a lot of K-pop songs over the years, especially stuff for SM Entertainment. And the, the song was produced by Kinsey, Dim Joints, Yu Youngjin, and some other people um, as well. So, you know, everything about that video is just swag. It's total swag. It, it was really surprising to hear them do something that sounded more like something you would hear from from NCT uh, or even maybe like EXO. I mean, it, it just was a new sound for them. Um, and it really, really, really made my heart happy to see them all together and to see them happy again because um, it was like a really rough, like three or four years, or it's been like what four, four year, three years now since everything happened. Um, almost four years. So I love them. I'm glad that they're doing really well. I'm glad that, that it was such a big hit, and it's kind of like reintroduced Shiny to almost like a new generation of younger K-pop fans. They really have. Uh, they've done a lot, and I'm so proud of them. So that's my number one. And Allie, what's your number two okay. and your number one? Well, my number two, number one, have already been mentioned by you guys. Actually, me and Amber's number two are the same. <laughs> and hyphen drunken days. Nice. Um, what I love about this song, and Hyphen may be young, but they're not the ones to fall into the pool of the stereotype of idol groups. This song does follow storyline, or they may have their own universe, as Amber was speaking about, with the vampires and then also with the um, cameos of the two contestants from Island that's supposed to be werewolves. So they have their own storyline. They sat there and formed it when we got our first... Um, album from them and they're keeping on with it and I just love it but like I said before I have a really 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 soft spot for EDM music and this song has it I can see the song being mixed and blasting at EDC aka Electric Daisy Carnival which they happen two times a year or at any party that plays a lot of EDM music plus in the chorus this song has the iconic double hit or knock that reminds me of the song Clarity by Zed featuring Fox. I was like, I know I heard this song before. I heard this before. I'm like, I gotta go look it up. I'm like, yes, it's Clarity. So for them to go from what you saw on Island to um, what was their first song that came out? It just left my head. Um, which one was it? Was Give it or take, take yes. Taken? And go from that to this, where they're all just going wild at this party, and, and then the whole thing, the video, if you can tell they're vampires, and then the girl, and it was just like, what? You know, I just think they're very versatile. <laughs> and as I said before, this is why I was a little bit worried about TXT, because in hyphen came out hitting hard. They didn't sit there and wait. They didn't take their time. They came out hitting hard. But like I said before, TXT was able to come out with this album and plus the previous one and i think they're doing good and this song just solidifies that big hit hive b lift all of them are powerhouse they're not to be messed with they are sitting here telling people that we're not just producing idols we are producing future musicians who's going to be in this industry hopefully 
for whatever time for the rest of their life. We're giving them a foundation for them to make that their name will be spoken years to come. And even if they're not going out there to perform, they will be able to pass on something to the next generation. They may become producer, choreographers, whatever it is, but they're putting a name for themselves. And then my baby, Sunu. That's how you pronounce his name, Sunu? Oh, huh? Sunu. Sunu? Okay. Whew, make Sunu. sure I pronounce his name right. Uh, he is too adorably cute, but he tries in here to keep that masculine, you know, I'm not going to be too um, cutesy or as a... He tries to smolder. He tries to smolder so hard. His little own animal crackers and stuff like that. <laughs> so he, he didn't do it this time. He actually held his own in this video. He wasn't too over the top, but he was still adorably cute. Sunu is my bias. He's the cutest little thing, but I think he held his own in here. They did it very well, and they nailed the concept. So my number one is Jesse, What Type of X? And this song came out in March 17th of 2021. This is my theme song, y'all, for 2021. Besides rap, <laughs> that came out last year, I think. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Jessie's my girl and I think I love how she did this and she was letting people know I'm still going to be me you know and the challenge what type of ex challenge was adorably cute like we talked about last time with her and Son and how Son was going down three levels and Jessie almost fell if you need to watch that clip y'all go and watch that clip because it's one of the most amazing things to see um but I love that she was telling people she's not one trick pony. She has class. She has artistry. The chorus is great. Even my husband, who is not the biggest K-pop fan, fell in love with Jesse watching this video. He loves it. And what Jesse has done is that she kept what pure hip hop is. This is hip hop. This is what hip hop is. You have a little rap, you have a little singing, mm -hmm. you have the song, you have the dance. And this one was just about flash or showing the booty, even though I do like WAP, I'm sorry, I still like it, or selling, like they're selling sex on here. <laughs> this is not what this song was about. She was very sexy in her own right, but she didn't sit there and have to put everything out there, which is still fine if, if groups want to do it and everything. And it had a good feel. It was, I feel like a badass with this song. When I play this song in my car, my little little SUV rolling down, I call my car Blue Hamster. Because when it goes up the hill, it doesn't like it. Like little hamsters climbing up the hill. But when I'm rolling down my little blue hamster, I feel amazing listening to this song and everything like that. So I love this song. That's my number one. I think it's going to be my number one unless something else pops out sometime at the end of this year for the next half. But my number one is Jesse. What type of X? So, we, oh my gosh, we actually got through this. <laughs> oh my God. After all yeah, of that, if you we guys did don't it. know, we have had little technical difficulties with this episode. This is like our fourth time having to restart and record, but right now, you're good. So, that's why I'm like, whew and everything so i think we all have a good collective whole of what our music taste is and what we feel is part of the top 10 songs 
also we had a lot of songs for me that didn't make the list which i wish i had my list around here but there was a lot of them like um i am from monster x his song mm -hmm. it was on the list and i took it off um kong danielle's um paranoia that was on my list um oh yeah I mean, I'm trying to think. Um, of course, IU songs was also on my list, you know, and a new artist called BB was also on my list. Oh, man, yeah. I'm like, uh, I, I might have to save it for another time. So, does any of you had other songs that didn't make the list that you want to mention? Um, yeah. Burn mm -hmm. It by Golden Child was one of my favorite songs of the year. Um, also, Dun Dun Dance, I do love Oh My Girl a lot. Um, I also had What Type of X that almost made my list, and I was trying to decide between Hyuna and Jesse, um, but I love Hyuna, so I couldn't, I couldn't do anything about that. Tail by Sunmi was probably my favorite girl song. Um, pretty much so far and I hate that I actually didn't put her on there and you yes. mad by Bobby yes. man what a bop that that's one that I was really surprised by Bobby has shocked me in a lot of good ways this year so that was my like song some of my songs that didn't make the cut what about you Amy um I both MCND songs that were out oh yeah and for some reason, if I click on it now, it's going to start playing, so I can't tell you which ones. But one of them is Crush, and I forget yeah. what the other one was, um, the name. Um, there was just a lot of – because, I mean, I, I do it the easy way. I just go to my recently added on iTunes. <laughs> um, Jackson Wang, I got to say that the – what's the name of that song? LMLY is yeah. what they call it. Oh, Yeah. Oh, I forgot about that song. Yeah, and that that was all English track. Love that track. Yeah. Um, very, very had a good song that I loved. Mm -hmm. um, newest. I mean, there was a lot of one. Us had one. Hot sauce. For some reason, I did like hot sauce from NCT <laughs> Dream when that came out. Um. So yeah, there've been some that didn't make the list, and some I had to scratch off because I had to make room for butter. <laughs> so. There's, There's always, always room, room for butter. For butter. <laughs> All right. We're going to take our last 15 second break and then we're going to wrap up this episode. Again, if you like what you hear, please subscribe, like, and if you're watching this or listening to this on YouTube, please hit the notification button. All right. And also follow us on our social media. We have a Twitter, we have an Instagram. Soon we will have a TikTok. We are under. A3 Nuna, so it would be very easy to follow us. We'll be right back in about 15 seconds. All right, we are back. Our top 10 songs for the first half of 2021 is done. Thank you for staying with us. But we're not done yet. We just got a little bit left to go. Just a little bit. Thank you for hanging with but us. Wait, there's more. A little bit long, but thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, so like I said, we went through our top 
top 10, the rookie groups, and everything like that. But before we finish out, my question to the ladies, the best comeback or comeback in the first half of 2021, hit it, Amy. Okay, so this probably should not be a surprise to anyone. Um, and no, it's not BTS. One song to me is not a whole comeback. So um, my number one pick is Tomorrow Together. Um, Love Song was one of my favorite tracks of the year. And when I listened to the whole album, there was not one track that I would skip. You know, usually there's a, like a meh, I can skip that one. But I don't want to skip one. And um, I love every single one. I actually picked up the physical album um, yesterday. Granted, it is for my daughter because she does collect all of TXT's albums. But um, I get it for her so that I can steal the songs. So even if she's not a TXT stand for the rest of her life, I'll probably still buy them. <laughs> um, and like the only other artist that I have that I have bought every at least one version of every album is BTS. Um, but TST with each comeback, um, they endear themselves to me more and more. And I think that, you know, I think there's a reason, like, and Hypen is doing good. And I mean, and Hypen is coming out strong, but I mean, they knew exactly what they were doing, what they needed to do to put together, like, a really good boy group by now. I mean, they've got it down. But I don't, I don't think, um, in any way TXT is threatened or going to be threatened by in hyping. Cause I think they're all just coming up good. And I like in my heart, I think TXT will fill that void when BTS goes into the military for me because I, they're just, I love them. And yes, Amber, Yin June, I just love that child. The little clip of him dancing, doing that little mambo by himself for the <laughs> teaser just makes my day. And I just love that boy. So Definitely TXT, favorite comeback. Shiny, close second. <laughs> and Amber. Let, let me let me guess, Amber. Who, who's your favorite comeback? Wow. <laughs> who could it be? Um, we need the, yeah, the so music. Wait, wait, Amber. Who's back? <laughs> yeah, Shiny's back. So, Shiny. They, I will say Shiny was number one and TXT was my close second. Um, yeah, so they had both Don't Call Me and Atlantis, and they even have a Japanese song that just came out recently. Um, so they've had three comebacks in the last couple months. Um, Don't Call Me, that album just really spanned a lot of different genres from pop to hip hop to EDM to R&B to even reggae. Um, they showed us pretty much every side of them. Um, as a Shawal, uh, a shiny fan, I felt like we were well fed <laughs> and getting a, like all the content that we could get uh, after these two and a half years from those two albums to live virtual concerts to their V lives and their Insta lives. They would chat with us. They would talk to us. They would sing to us. Um, it, it's been a lot of fun. Atlanta, they did the Atlantis repackage, which had the, the song Atlantis, which is the title track for the, for the repackage album. And then they had the song area and then days and years. Um, of the two albums, my, my favorite song by far is kind. 
Um, and I, I didn't, I didn't really want to add it to my list because I was trying to go more title tracks, but kind, I feel is a song for the shiny fans, um, specifically. And then also love body rhythm. Oh my God. I, I, and then marry you are my three, like favorite, favorite songs on, on that album. Um, I like to say that nobody can do it like Shiny, um, and I think their reemergence as a top idol group really proves this. Um, they're a mixture of the consummate professionals and then just goofy ass boys who just want to play. They want to play with their fans. They want their fans to be loyal to them and them only, as Taman would say. Um, don't leave me. Um, so to me, Shiny really has been the comeback of of the year so far. What about yes. you, Allie? Um- for me, it was a um, hard pick between in hyphen TXT or Shiny and Taman with his last um, album. But then I started thinking a little bit more, and I said I figured you guys would pick something from there. So mine is a little different, I think, and mine was Bi. I really fell in love with this comeback from him. From Waterfall, the live um, version, Midnight Blue, I thought I cried on that one. I was like, oh my gosh, B.I., your little voice, and you're explaining your story to us, and Illa Illa, I guess that's how you pronounce the new one that just came out. Um, The reason why I chose B.I., because he came back with a smooth transition. You know, he you know he put little hints in there that he was coming back, but he didn't use a whole bunch of bells and whistles. He just let his music speak for himself. He was letting the world know that he could still do this on his own without the backing of a large label, and he did it very well. His songs were beautiful. He told a story, and he was telling the story to those who are willing to listen, and maybe for those who may not, a song might pick up into their ear and they'd be like, okay, maybe I need to go back and check out who this person is. Um, also, I was grateful that he was able to come back. I think he did it with such grace. He didn't go too overboard with it. He sort of showed every, you know, his size with his rap, but he also showed he has a softer side. He showed that he was a lyricist. He also shows that he can write music. He also showed he could stay in a trend with, the song that we talked about last week. Um, oh, man, I don't know why my brain is farting this whole episode. What is it? I got it like that? <laughs> I, yeah. I think so. I can't remember. Well, with that song, he was showing that he could sit there and still be part of this K-pop world. And he, it seemed very genuine. And it also seemed like he didn't overproduce it and everything like that. And sometimes with everything that's going on with the noise of K-pop and the scandals to all these groups coming in, to all these competition shows, to everybody trying to be the best of the best, I think sometimes it's great that we need a silent breath of calm to come into here. That's something that's a little bit more simple, a little bit more on the artistry side. And B.I. was it. And I loved it. I can't wait for what else he could come out with. I know, and I hope he does. I know we're going to get a hard-hitting song from him, and I'm hoping that him and Bobby will get together and just bang one out, like, because I love, and yes, Bobby, you mad was really good, and I'm sitting here like, if we put that type of Bobby with B.I., girl, 
girl, we would have a mega hit on our hands. So I'm really hoping that will happen, you know? Never know. Girl can wish, but my comeback from the first half I picked was B.I. Nice, nice. I love that. He's, um, I love that the fact that he's been able to come back like that with, um, with just humility and, and just saying like, here, here's my, here's my work. And the fact that he's had several people on his album that, um, I don't think even, uh, didn't he have like Lehigh on, mm-hmm. on there, I believe. And he had, um, I think so. Yes. Tableau, didn't mm-hmm. he? Um, so so he's had YG, like former YG artists on there. So he's got he's got still backing from his friends uh, that were on YG. I think he's even had commented on uh, on one of Bobby's uh, mm-hmm. Instagram account uh, posts, or maybe it was Boss first. I can't remember. So he's still got friends, and I'm glad that you know they still love him and yeah. are treating him nicely because he really didn't deserve the no. shit he got no, he <laughs> so yeah I, I i like that Woo! we made it y'all <laughs> we finished we made yay. it our recording yeah like kermit says yay, yay. jazz hands <laughs> oh my I'm sorry God. i got a, a little hyperness with a little delirium because my stomach's growling and it's like but i'm glad we did get through this so thank you everybody but we do have one more little thing a little bit of housekeeping um like i said we do appreciate you hanging with us we are trying to do this with us being in different locations um pretty much we are dropping a new podcast slash youtube podcast every thursday so you can tune into that we will have it uploaded every thursday not giving you a specific time on thursday because you know we are three working girls who work um 40 plus hour week jobs and we have families and stuff like that so we will make sure to do our best to have it upload on thursday and if we don't we'll let you know we'll, we'll put a little um blurb out there um, also, we still have a lot more to talk about when it comes to this podcast. And if you have anything you want us to talk about, please put it in the comment section on YouTube. And if you're listening to this on another podcast platform like Spotify, send us your comments on Twitter or even Instagram. Let us know what you want us to talk about. And also, I want anybody out there who is listening, even though we're very small right now, Tell us some of your top 10 um, songs that came out in the first half of 2021. And if you agreed with the groups that we picked for the rookie groups, um, boy groups or girl groups, and what is your comeback from the first half of 2021? So our very last thing we're going to talk about before we head out, and I know I said that a little bit before, I'm a little of a repeater is our top three songs. We always love to end our podcast with the top three songs we are currently jamming in our cars. So I'm going to again head it over to Amy, the girl who had to make room for BTS in her top 10. Hit it, Amy. Hell yeah. (laughs) Okay, so um, the top three groups or songs that I'm listening to, and 
to say that I'm only listening to the TXT love song, I'd have to do Lion. Magic is awesome on that track. Anti-Romantic and Frost. Frost is a bop and it's got rapping in it. And you guys would be so proud that I love it so much. And my second uh, track I love, Monster X, just dropped Gambler. Sadly, um, nothing else on that album hit me good. But Gambler, I like a lot. <laughs> and Ancities 127, I knew that if Amber didn't like it, I would. <laughs> so save. <laughs> I like save a lot. It reminds me of the NCT that I like a lot. Um, because lately, before that, NCT's been sounding like Super M's been passing their songs over and telling them to sing it. So I like save. Um, if they put out an album, I mean, I guess they did. And I like the hot sauce song. But anyway, all right, that was a different NCT. <laughs> Screw this. Okay, go over to Amber. Woohoo! <laughs> The, that save song is a collab with Amoeba um, Music, so that's a another like label. Um, I'm not really sure what they were doing with that. I don't know if it was just like a save the planet kind of thing, or or what. I expected it to have like Gecko or somebody from Dynamic Duo or something like that, and it just it didn't. I, it's not a bad song, um, but it's just uh, I was. It didn't hit like I thought it would hit. So, yeah. Anyway, I'm like Amy. TXT has been on repeat for me. Um, Frost is an absolute banger. It's got, you know, it was written by Ash Nico. And so make sure you listen to that. Also really love New Rules and Magic. Magic's that English um that English song that they have, it's, oh my God, if it doesn't hit number one in America, I will be shocked. So, it's so good. Funny thing, I think it, Amber, had huh? to, Amber had to point out to me, it was English, because I loved it so much, and I was like, I really love this song, and I didn't register I was listening to English until Amber's like, well, that was their English track. I'm like, Jesus, it was. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes we do that now. Now that we've listened to so much Korean, it doesn't like it doesn't even like register sometimes. But yeah, that that's their English track, and I've heard it's like a possibility of getting really getting radio play. So it, that's very exciting. My other two um, two songs quickly. O and F had a, a track a few months ago that was called My Name Is, which was like a an introduction uh, introduction to each member of the group. It's so cute. I wanted to put it on my my list my, of my top ten, and I just couldn't figure out how to make it work. Um, so that's really cute song and cute video. Check that one out. And my last one that I've been listening to is Joy from Red Velvet. She has her song Hello. And it's so great. If you don't listen to that, I'm going to be very angry with everyone. Go listen to it. It's so cute. She is so cute. Red Velvet is so good. I am mad at SM for not letting them do more. Um, go, go, go. Yeah. Okay, Alex. Well, see, my <laughs> songs, I haven't listened to TXT, the rest of the album yet. I will do this week because I've been busy and it's just, I haven't listened to it. But the way you guys are saying, I am ready, especially Frost, which Ash Nico, oh, I'm just surprised and shocked that she wrote for TXT. I'm like, ah. Oh. Anyway, and also I haven't heard the On and F. And I heard Monster X Gambler. It's, it's not bad. It's not bad. NCT 121 Save. Eh. I, I mean, I have to listen to it again to see. Um um, ONF, I haven't listened to My Name or Joy Hello. 
but I figured, you know, with Joy, it will be great because it's Joy from Red Velvet. So I am looking forward. So mine are a little bit older. I love Super M We Do. It gives me old school R&B vibes and I could just jam to that all day. Momo Land, Wrap Me in Plastic, which we talked about earlier. I think that song is so cute and everything. And of course, it has that EDM yeah. vibe. I told you. My friends at work called me. I'm a little emo at heart. <laughs> you know, they can see me walk around in black and stuff. Maybe I am, but yes, Momo Land. And Woods, I had to put it on here because I listen to this song at least once every other day so when i'm even coming home from work i will listen to it and maybe the next day i'm i'm still going through my songs and then i will restart on like wednesday and listen to that song again i don't know what it's about that song just gives me like danger and 50 shade of gray vibes that's what that song does for Ooh. me <laughs> and uh-huh. the whips ladies oh so Alice, uh, We Do by Super M almost made my list too, but I, I, it almost did. I had to make room for butter. <laughs> but, um, and I also want to tell you guys, I'm reading an article right now that I just popped up on my mm-hmm. Facebook feed that says that TXT is going to be performing on Good Morning America yes! this Yay! Thursday, June 10th. <gasps> June 10th is Thursday, Good Morning America, and I think they're going to do their English track, so Yay! yes, I told y'all. Yeah, so yippee for that! Yes. I'm excited, and I know. Yee-hee. Set the DVRs, yes. people. And I know that this podcast will be uploaded after that. But if you guys have watched it or go when it gets re-uploaded, watch that performance. Okay, support TXT because they are really good. Hi. So I'm glad that you ended on that note, Amy. You you took a little um, lesson from K-pop Yoda, and you gave us some news. <laughs> I'm Jedi. Mm-hmm. Look at that. Look at that. <laughs> little grasshoppers. Stranger growing. things have happened. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. The grasshopper. That's why I just said you're crickets. So you're crickets cricket. on my end. But... <laughs> because that's that's the fun of it that's half the ride that's half the fun all right guys we are at the end of our podcast episode four i know this one is a little longer but thank you for joining us and i think we decided that we're going to talk about k dramas for our next episode right yes i all right i get in there so we're going to shift a little bit from k-pop music k-pop you know little scandals and stuff like that and we're going to talk about k-dramas we're going to share how we got into k-dramas why we love them and maybe do a little countdown with some of the favorite ones what we're watching right now so episode number five will be focused on k-dramas so again thank you for joining us at a3 nunas if you haven't subscribed please do if you love what you just heard Make sure you hit the like or follow on the on your podcast platforms on YouTube. Hit that like button and hit that notification bell so you know when we upload. All right. And thank you for listening. And we'll see you all next Thursday here at A3 Nunas where fangirling comes to life. Peace out.
Thank you for listening to A3 Nuna's K-Pop Podcast. This is the end of episode four. And next episode, episode five, we're going to leave the K-Pop on the back burner for a little bit. And we're going to explore our second love, Korean dramas or Asian television. Yes, Amy, Amber, and Allison are going to explain how they got into Korean dramas, why they watch Korean dramas, and share some of their favorite shows that they can re-watch over and over again. Again, thank you for listening to A3 Nuna's K-Pop Podcast. And if you like what you were listening to, please do not forget to subscribe, like, and follow us. And also follow us on our social medias at A3Nuna at Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, and YouTube. Again, thank you for listening to A3Nuna's K-Pop Podcast. And this podcast was recorded on June 5th, 2021. A3 Nunas, where fangirling comes to life.